I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you guys get Slavoj Zizek on? That's a pretty fucking big deal. Oh, so um, it was actually like a, like last year or something. We had like Douglas Lane from Zero Books on. And uh, yeah, I've met Doug in London a couple of times. Well, yeah, he came to London and I like met him and like I have mutual friends with him and stuff. Um, and yeah, he came on the show and I, it, I think it was directly after recording the show. I asked him if he had a contact for Zizek because I think Zizek had been on his, his show um, a couple of weeks prior. And uh, he gave me, I don't even think I should be saying this story. So maybe you shouldn't, <laughs> put, it, maybe you shouldn't put it in the thing. We can yeah, take it me, out. We can take it he out. He gave me Zizek's contact. Um, and I emailed Zizek and he didn't get back to me for like a year. Like I, he Oh, said no me, shit. Yeah, he was like busy. The, I emailed him initially. So I was like slightly deflated. But then um, I prompted our ex-co-host to email him again and he said yes uh and yeah that's how that's how we got him on wow nice but it took him it, it took a year of him yeah. you guys though yeah with it with guests I guess it's always difficult like because it, the media space is so like contentious and clout based and stuff so you just have to kind of shoot your shot and not take it too personally if someone says no to you because it could be for like a myriad of different reasons so yeah right that's so funny too it's like it's always yeah it's always like um people wondering like oh am i gonna get canceled from coming for coming on this like tiny yeah. like niche internet podcast or whatever am i gonna lose my my job yeah um but uh no slob boy they've tried canceling him a few times actually shit um over like the Hillary and Trump thing where he said, you know, he like, you know, preferred Trump or some shit in 2016. Yeah. Chad fucking all the way back then. Um, yeah. And uh, I think he like said the N word <laughs> one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and like he gets shit for that, which is kind of stupid. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's always silly. And the thing is, there's been like a huge like campaign launched against him for for years in the left because he's sort of always had this irreverent stance and he's always been, I mean, even though I, I think he could have pushed further, he's always sort of pushed against the grain of that kind of like liberal consensus in that sense. So they've always like gone after him but that's what the left tends to do to its own it tends to demoralize and like suck the spirit yes. out of its own and like he's the only like one of the few like left intellectuals who i would want to go to a bar with or like actually hang out with because he has like a spirit and like he's, a personality he's genuinely a cool person yeah. seems like yeah he has libido and like the the, the left has like no, like no no energy or you know character because uh, he reads the con that's what he is yeah <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 libidinal energy no character beyond this sort of you know fervor for moral crusades and it's it's yeah it's tiresome and, and boring you know what i think that's why people look at him as like a left-wing like jordan peterson kind of type thing like father figure type shit because not only is he like really you know cold with it you know cold you know with the political and cultural analysis but he's also can come off as a genuine like it's someone that you genuinely you know want to hang out with um yeah. and like maybe you know or someone to like look up to but uh yeah. 
No, that is that is funny about the uh, the N word thing, and he was getting shit for that. I think that was like 2014 or some shit. But yeah. um, it's really good. And I think you even said like, um, whenever he came on, like you were thinking that he thought you were some kind of like woke, you know, like black college girl or something, maybe yeah. you know, younger black woman who's gonna like you know, fucking bash him or whatever, or, yeah. you know, like, give him shit. Um, and, you, and of course, you know, he, you know, fucking ended up saying that you're you're cool. But uh, it's really good to see fellow, uh, you know, people of color in general, fucking, uh, you know, or mixed race people or fucking black people or just people that are non-white in the, in the post left or whatever the fuck, you know, not even, you know, no one likes to use that term really the post left, but you know, in this little kind of like more, you know, niche subcultural thing, you know, uh, I think it's definitely good. Like I'm not into the identity politics shit, but there is something to say about it's good to have representation. And, um, Brianna Joy Gray was talking about this fucking with Cornell West, how like black, uh, Pub political commentators kind of like gatekeep like black public opinion um and even like you know gatekeeping you know this critical race theory kind of cult shit i mean they even gatekeep what the idea of blackness even is you know when biden mm -hmm. when biden was like uh oh if you don't vote for me you ain't black <laughs> you know what i mean like so um no yeah i mean i think it's you know beyond really great too i mean she's she's kind of more on the lib side too but she's definitely really cool fucking uh kind of on the post left shit or whatever whatever you want to call it uh class stuff um but no yeah i do think it's good to have like non-white people even though i'm not into the identity politics shit you know i, I still think it's good to have like non-white representation yeah i mean i i definitely think that as well but i also think that like it's good to see people in general feeling unconstrained and sort of able to express their opinions without having like labels put on them and that's yeah. kind of like I guess new that I'm sort of attempting to enter is one that's sort of more in general in terms of like the discourse and one that isn't necessarily too obsessed with like labels and stuff and you know it's interesting to be in that kind of space as a black person um like it's it's definitely interesting but like i feel way freer among people who don't do the whole like liberal piety shit around race right um, i even feel much freer with people who may be contentious or even uh cheeky around the subject of race than i do around these like freakish like piety zombies on the liberal left who like love to like engage in these like sick race play fantasies yeah whichever like black person like it's like well like, dude get out and they yeah. he nailed it in that movie it's like yeah. dude that movie came out like what damn 2016 or some shit yeah holy shit um yeah. get out yeah i called it so so long ago yeah it was pretty crazy yeah it's been pretty it's been interesting like floating around this political sphere for quite, I think I've been doing it for like three, four years now. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, like, it's been pretty interesting, but like, yeah, I definitely feel a lot like freer and less constrained among normies that I do when I'm like circling around the left, which is 
always been it's never been a very welcoming space for anybody who <laughs> like has like critical faculties <laughs> that's like and that's not necessarily like tied to race you know i feel like there are a lot of people who feel the same kind of alienation that we feel and i think that i think it's a positive thing that we're all talking to each other oh, um, for sure. and I, hope, I hope that we continue to and i hope that it grows and like you know becomes normalized yeah i right of course like yeah that's the the tiny little bit of hope that i have that like drives me to do any of this shit is that yeah i hope or that i I have this hope that you know it will grow and that yeah i see it like every day i see like more and more people like coming around to certain shit but um uh yeah get out came out february fucking 2017 i just looked up but um oh well yeah you know fucking uh class redux killer who i just had on not too long ago um he uh what we were talking about was like or no no this is my first this is this is what this is what uh our friend uh adam lear who i had when i when i had him on he was thought we were talking about um he has like a black artist friend or whatever and he's kind of i guess on the anti-woke shit or whatever the fuck you know anti-identity politics uh type shit and um you know so in the new york art world they're all liberal they all really hate that you know and the thing what we were talking about was you almost get even more they you know like the liberals hate you even more if you're saying uh shit that goes against their ideology and you're black yeah for sure see like when you're black and you're saying it or you're just non-white you know what i mean like that's what i that's the thing when they can't hit you with the white supremacist bullshit it it starts to you know you know well, so like, never... in my experience i've seen a lot of the like because i feel I mean, in my opinion like li- the liberals and the liberal left are like far more latently racist than they accuse yes, other exactly. people of being like they're the ones with all the baggage and latent racism that they sort of hide behind this sort of piety and they take this very disgusting like per- paternalistic stance towards like minorities and they think that they're helping you and that they know what's best for you and they know how you should be thinking and when you step out of line it's like they that narcissism like malfunctions it's like they like perceive it as like a narcissistic injury so they have to punish and they definitely like reserve their worst forms of vitriol for like minorities step out of line of what they perceive like a minority should be or what a minority thinks and yeah, it's, it's really disgusting and it's really obvious. Like it, it happens to me all the time, like especially like on Twitter and stuff, I'll say something and then a million like white, like awfuls, like <laughs> horrible, like liberal feminists are like screaming <laughs> at me and calling me. Some of, it, some of them have even called me like racial epithets. Like oh, once, God, you yes, move, yeah. once you move away from the prescribed line, you're fair game, basically. You're fair so, game, yes. Yeah you're fair game for any kind of like bullshit that they want to like throw at you um i mean yeah i mean literally with the internet shit people will just literally say like bold face lies and come up with just fake shit about you or you know especially mm-hmm. whenever they can't just call you a racist mm-hmm. because you're not white mm-hmm. so um yeah Although it's fucking gnarly because that, that's <laughs> the thing is like they they think they're like morally just but these are the real fascists here these people are the ones that are seriously probably the most violent 
and vile people on on the political internet shit is the libs right now yeah for sure and like they um they think that they're like you said they think that they're morally justified so like anything they do anything goes yeah it goes everybody's fair game in the war of all against all and it's like pretty toxic but like i don't know because i've been in the media sphere for a while now i'm starting to evolve like a thicker skin and i also am very much kind of like desensitized to a lot of it at this point as well and i also have i find it humorous now more than anything like um maybe the first couple of times it happened i felt terrified i felt like afraid or you know reprimanded or whatever but like now not so much like i just laugh at it because it's humorous and like most sane people like you know most sane people realize that it's insane and also once someone becomes like persona non grata on the left they immediately have gain like way more credibility with like normal people who are oh yes exactly clinically insane so (laughs) yeah well um of course i mean i can i can i can imagine that uh you know being a fucking younger black woman talking her shit on the internet with no restrictions um that's the thing right now that's what they're fucking trying to come for podcasts and shit and they're trying to say like podcasts are the new like disinformation uh platforms or whatever and we have to start cracking down on on podcasts um but yeah i mean um that's the thing with like amy who you had on recently like uh these people yeah they become like i don't know it's of course it's like you know these these images these these like symbols of them get kind of like uh put out there you know uh and and they're kind of completely made up by like the left and all that bullshit but you know what i might not have ever even know who amy was if I didn't find her through people hating her. Yeah, they make so, everybody they hate famous. <laughs> they make everybody to hate famous, exactly. Like, they can't yeah. stop making content about them, you know, right-wingers and all that shit, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. You know, remember with BreadTube and shit back in the, well, back, it feels like ancient history now, but, like, fucking, like, two or three years ago, you know, all the uh, all the JP vids, all the Jordan Peterson uh, BreadTube oh, videos. I, when I was a fucking, like, bread tart, I made a Jordan Peterson video. Everybody did. But the thing is, the Jordan Peterson video I did, even back then, was more of a criti- critique of the left than it was of Jordan Peterson. Right. Even though I don't really agree with, like, a lot of the stuff I said in it now, um, back then I still s- saw these pathologies on the left. And I also hated how much they fixated on the, like, right-wing figures and... That, that had nothing to do with like the, the everyday needs and desires of like most working people and this sort of specter of fascism that they were sort of drumming up in order to legitimize themselves and in order to sort of create this like market feedback loop like I saw all of that and thought it was incredibly pernicious but I guess I wasn't unaware of how just how pernicious it would actually get oh um, yeah yeah, it, it was a, it's been a fucking wild, wild ride for me out in these streets, for sure. Out in these streets. Yeah. Out in the fucking, out in the media, uh, political yep. game. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I feel like there are so, you know, 
like if you you can literally count like i can probably count like 10 podcasts like less than less than 10 podcasts that are honestly like really really doing a good job with talking about the shit right now um but um yeah what do you you know speaking of brianna joy gray fucking uh what do you think about the uh, virgil texas shit <laughs> oh um i don't know i don't really care like, i don't care either i mean I fucking, let's care. not even you know it's, i mean if I, if you want my honest appraisal i think that the uh accus- I, I you like it's putting me in the position where i have to defend Virgil, I, I know, right? I don't even really like Virgil. I don't even like him either. Exactly. Yeah. This is the same thing Red Scare was saying. It's like, yeah, the worst part about this cancel culture bullshit is that we have to defend these rather unlikable people. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. I feel like the you know I feel like the accusation seemed somewhat frivolous and vague. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that you know, like. It sort of was like I didn't I don't want to get too much into the weeds of it or whatever, but like yeah, it seems somewhat vague and and you know and and at the same time like I don't know Virgil I don't know this person I don't know why the fuck I'm supposed to care about any of it. Like, it sounds like it's between Eight Virgil. Years ago, right? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's between Virgil and this woman and whatever you know legal recourse is good or even if there isn't any legal recourse, like who cares? There, it's just like fundamental unlikable people being fundamentally unlikable and you know what else is new you know water is wet <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all i think about that <laughs> i mean yeah it's pretty easy shit i mean but um like like on fucking uh i don't even think i was gonna mention it and then i like heard red scared talking about it um I like tuned in one of their episodes. I haven't listened to them in a long time and I like, tuned in one of their episodes not too long ago, but um, their Virgil, Texas one. Um, uh, oh yeah, she, you know, Anna Katchian, she was like, oh, you know, Vir- Virgil's like too autistic to even like do anything like that or like to like do anything malicious or whatever. But um, he is, it is kind of weird too. Like, if you really think about these internet people, man, and these like, you know, he came, he comes from like weird Twitter, and you know, these fucking weirdos, you know, Twitter and internet people, whatever the fuck. But political people, the internet shit in general, <clears throat> a lot of these people are fucking autistic and weird. And you know, I met Virgil Texas at a party literally, um, like two months ago uh mm-hmm. in new york when i was in new york fucking i even did whippets with him a little bit he had whippets and i like asked if i can have a few and <laughs> i like tried making conversation with him but he was like you know kind of be acting too cool for me or whatever okay. but um yeah and i was so crazy to see this shit go down recently after i just met him fucking not too long ago um, well, I don't know. There, it it does this sort of thing does attract a certain kind of personality a certain kind of autism especially the people who are very successful, if you know what I mean. Like, there are a handful of people who I could say are, like, incredibly successful who are, like, well-adjusted people. But the, the vast majority are, you know, who are not well-adjusted because it takes a certain, you know, interpersonal 
antisocial, you know, proclivity in order to be successful in, in this kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, even having the time, it. having the time to even be on Twitter or read all yeah. this bullshit is very, like, have, antisocial. Yeah, like, for me, I can't do that. Like, I just can't Same. be bothered, and I don't have the proclivity, and I also like to live at life and enjoy the people in my life and stuff, so, like, I don't have time for that shit, and, like, being, like, psychotically online like that would require so much Adderall for me. I know, right? I These people must just be on so much fucking speed. It's fucked yeah, up. I would Who the fuck so is supplying like, motherfuckers? I would need so much cocaine or like a ton of Adderall to do it. And I'm like an anxious like person. So that wouldn't really work well with my temperament. <laughs> so yeah, like I don't think that I could. And then also not just that, like the sort of obfuscating the truth, like lying to your audiences you know, riding whatever wave is the most trendy, like not really having any principles, not having a moral compass, like the re people, like in order to get super successful, it's either you do it through sheer, sheer populist luck in the sense that you really hit the zeitgeist and resonate with people in a way that's unignorable and you're offering something that's like truly novel and engaging in that sense. Or you do it the, you know, media striver climber way who, you know, where it's like, you know, you're knifing everyone and like betraying your principles at every turn in order to secure a position. And like, that's kind of what this whole online political sphere is made up of. Oh my God, yes. Very talented people who really were in line with the zeitgeist and have very novel and you know insightful things to say and then it's made up again mostly like other sociopaths who are not who are not that and have to sort of resort to anti-social means in order to establish themselves so of course it like attracts like pernicious personalities narcissists people with bpd like personality disordered weirdos obsessive and people tests. Yeah, sex, like sex pests, pests. exactly. Well, of course, it's going to attract sex pests. Like, it's a pretty much a given. Like, there's probably like 80 like FBI dossiers worth of material in bread tube alone. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, you know, like the Vosh, the Vosh shit yeah. in his Discord. Yeah. What the oh fuck God. is going on? These people yeah. are sick. <laughs> yeah. Like, These people are sick. Seriously, but that's like the media sphere, and like for the most part, I try to put a lot of distance between myself and it, and mainly just focus on people who I think are interesting or novel in some way, or people who I generally have genuinely have like affinity for, and mostly just stick to my platforms and like focus on that stuff because like one could be insane otherwise, um, and maybe it's career self sabotage for me to do so, but I can't. I don't think I could be caught constantly in like the take wins and like, you know, trying to like fucking, you know, stab people in the back or like other people's assholes to get some kind of like doorway in or whatever. Right. Yeah. That totally happened. Like my, see, like when I got into the shit, I mean, I'm, I'm not really too deep or whatever, but I kind of, we just started fucking not even a year ago. Um, and uh, we don't put out as much as we should. We're going to start putting out more, though, or whatever. But we started, like, a year ago, and we got, like, pretty involved in networks, like, fairly quickly, um, comparably to anyone else who just jumped into this shit. And we're totally not, like, not really involved in this, in this weird internet shit either. So, like, a lot of this shit is so new to us, and, like, we're just 
learning as we go. But um, like I would see, you know, what what they do to Amy, what they do to Michael Tracy and shit on Twitter, people that were literally friends with them, you know, and how they turn around and fucking, mm-hmm. you know, do, you know, uh, like Michael Brooks and Michael Tracy on Sam Cedar fucking just these truck and crazy moments of like black pilling realization um, that this is like this, um, this media personality shit and this media career shit is completely like poisoned and toxic and it's like we're not going to get anywhere because you have to make money off this shit Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it's like yeah why what's the point of even trying to do this whole anti-lit or whatever the fuck you know whatever whatever kind of you know what we're us and some of you know people that we associate with are doing uh like what's the point of even doing it you know like a lot of us, or especially me, you know, I fucking, I hate having to work and support, you know, like this. I don't, I don't, I don't make nearly enough off this to do it full time. You know what I mean? So it's a weird thing. Like, how do you make your money off this shit? Yeah, I, it's a hard nut to crack. Like it's, it's shit. Like it's either you resonate, like I said, or you become a sociopath. It's that it's those that's like the dichotomy there. Those are that's a fork in the road. That's the split. You, yeah, you have it's to decide you, which way. Yeah. It's either you try your best to resonate with people and you try to make yourself novel and engaging and interesting and you you know differentiate yourself and really sort of like add something to the culture, add something to you know the the zeitgeist. Or you just be a so you just are like a sociopath. That that's the only those are the only real, real ways. Especially now because the media environment is so oversaturated, you're either gonna you're either offering something novel or you're being a wave that's like already established. If you know what I mean, and attempting to sort of mimic and ape it in the hopes that you'll receive some residual like glory and you know. Really and truly, I think that the advice that best advice that I could give anyone is to just be like unapologetically and unabashedly and unashamedly like yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, not try to sort of fit in anywhere or ape anything else. Like be, be, make it, let it happen off the back of your own merit rather than being linked to some kind of other thing, if you know what I mean. Right. I mean, no, that's so true, you know, but like, of course, like people say that, like people think that might just be some kind of BS quote or whatever, be yourself, but really in this kind of media personality game, political commentator game or whatever, you know, uh, um, you really have to like distinguish yourself and fucking, you know, I just don't think people are getting in trouble enough either to like, even people that look at themselves as like pretty, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just, like, the canceled chat or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. They still are so scared to, like, do anything or, like, yeah, like I've had friends. Fun. I have I have some of my friends on and, like, you know, they're, like, they're, like, you know, they, they even kind of adopted this into their personality. I, I have, like, everybody kind of has. That's, like, kind of how you have to live with this shit is you, you can't just have all these people hate you and you have to kind of do something with it mentally or whatever but you kind of adopt the kind of like oh yeah i'm the canceled chat or whatever fuck it like i i'm uncancelable uh but 
even those people that think that are or like they they're always talking like oh yeah i don't give a shit i'm i'm canceled fuck or whatever those people are still like scared shitless of like saying certain things about people or like making me like take out and edit uh the episode and take out certain shit um people yeah like fucking people are so you know i'm pretty sure you're even talking about this i mean we talked about this in our show too but you're talking about this in our latest episode how like um there's never been a time in history where people have been so scared shitless to to say anything that goes against the dominant ideology yeah um and get in trouble you know yeah because it comes with massive social consequences nowadays and i mean people could literally lose their jobs like you said like even some of the most quote-unquote based people that i know are people who also day jobs uh, and you know they're what they're doing it's such a shame and it makes me want to cry because what they're doing is adding such richness and texture oh and my god insight to the discourse but it's almost unsustainable because they don't make enough you don't money. make enough money off it yeah and also you're also risking whatever livelihood you may already have in real life in real life because these fucking uh, sickos assholes. will confine you in real yeah. life and shit and fuck with you yeah. and they, they've done it to me they've, they've done it to so many different they've people. done it they try doing it to me but I, I i try to keep these two worlds separate yeah you know so anytime i'm I'm tired of this internet bullshit i can just like turn it off and i have people in my real life who don't even have no idea i even do that you know what i mean um that's the best way to be but like i know right started with that kind of an and um you know especially in the age of the internet like and pretty crafty in terms of how they dox and do this and that and blah 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 you know, it can come with some serious consequences. And that's one thing I did notice is that, like... No, this shit is literally dangerous. Getting, you, like, on the, getting on the internet and saying what you want is no joke. It can yeah. it can have serious real-world consequences. But the one thing that I've noticed is that, like, the bread tube kind of milieu of, like, supporters and stuff are way more open-handed in terms of their support of creators because they think that they're literally saving the world by oh my god right like fucking uh idiots online and that they're stopping fascism or whatever the fuck exactly Um, they're 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 uh fucking watering down the the fash the the uh the fash pipeline the youtube fash pipeline (laughs) and that's like the pyramid scheme that has been Uh, extract like patreon money and all kinds yes of yes it's a fucking pyramid scheme yeah it's a pyramid scheme and then basically but the thing is within the dissident milieu people aren't necessarily that open-handed with people in in terms of like support um and i think it's a sh- i think it's it's kind of a shame because like the people who are doing the dissident work are like getting shit on and getting fucked up and like maybe potentially even losing employment to enrich the discourse but nothing they're not who i think about who comes to mind is like chapo trap house and the perfume nationalist podcast those two podcasts chapo fucking literally makes like 117,000 fucking dollars a month yeah and the perfume nationalist is a way better podcast they're way more culturally uh like this like dude the fucking Perfume Nationalist is a way more influential fucking podcast, and it hasn't even been out as long, I'm pretty sure. Chapo's been doing it for way longer than he has, and the Perfume Nationalist literally doesn't even make a quarter of what he makes, probably. A quarter of yeah. what fucking Chapo makes. And guess what? Will Meneker 
is a fucking New York, uh, you know, he's fucking, uh, his dad used to, his dad used to be like a writer for the New York Times. So, dude, like my parents literally haven't even been to college. They don't even know shit about politics at all, let alone like a New York Times fucking writer in New York. You know, I'm not even from New York, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, well, that's what they're invested in. They're invested in like pushing bourgeois ideology, like, and trying to kind of codify bourgeois ideology as state ideology so that they continue to sort of protect their class from downward mobility which is like what this whole left kind of like media milieu is really about (laughs) i mean the whole left media and political kind of fronts have are basically just like fronts for progressive capitalism at the end of the day you know they're they're these people are like the foot soldiers of, of, of progressive capital but even then like in the dissident milieu a lot of us like not all of us agree on everything politically either which i like i like that we we have people from all kinds of different political like backgrounds right you'll never Mm. have everybody agree on yeah you have everyone from like rightoids to like disaffected marxoids like me to like your bog standard liberals to you know whatever the fuck like and nobody's trying to police each other we do disagree but like it's not in the sense where we're trying to police or apply social pressure on each other to conform with each other's like beliefs systems or anything like that, which is like, which has been really, which has been really like a uh, refreshing to experience after being sort of caught in the hive mind of like the liberal left in that sense. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's definitely interesting, but yeah, I definitely, I do hope that like, a, that, that like more people, you know, learn about these shows and these people and and i also appreciate that there are voices out there who are like you know challenging the official narratives um because it's not easy to people who are doing it i think deserve a lot more regard than they're than they're i know right it's totally like it's totally like um i think we're gonna look back on these people and really like appreciate it but like right now it's like totally like the wild west of the podcasting uh uh you know like uh at home you know make your own media career in your bedroom type yeah. shit uh you know like 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 this is so new you know one you know it's so new and and um i think it's we're in a weird spot with it right now but i think i don't know it's either they're going to ban them which is probably what they're going to do or, you know, you know, I think uh, it will even out, you know, and, and people, people will come, you know, because that's the thing the free market provides and, and, uh, well, I mean, you know, the free market does, you know, give this, you know, the competition and uh, if you put out shit and it's good, people will fuck with it, you know, you might not be able to make a, a living off of it, you know, you might not be able to, you know, completely survive off of it, but people will fuck with it if it's good and you put shit out um you just have to push it out yeah for sure but um yeah no the podcasting game right now uh you know and that's the thing too like like uh like uh perfume nationalist you know uh he talks about all the time like he works like hospitality jobs like you know chapo they're all so like you know media media elites you know i'm pretty sure virgil used to fucking write for um what's that fucking one parody fucking news thing mm. uh i forgot what's some kind of satire news fucking uh 
publishing place, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm. I don't but, know which one you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the crazy thing too, is, you know, Amy, I really look up to her because I don't actually don't really know much about her background, but I, it kind of seems like she just fucking got on Twitter and just started saying what she felt and she made herself this like legendary fucking cult following figure uh like political fucking commentator um but you know she probably has college back would they all would they, uh, all these fucking people do you know uh, i i can't speak specifically because i'm not sure but and i don't want to like speculate about anyone's life who i like don't know like what their life is um but yeah i mean it's interesting to see all of these like disparate figures pop up and yeah, I'm excited, and I'm I'm glad that all of these different people exist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no, that's funny. That's the funny thing, too, like, because that's, that's kind of, you know, like the pyramid scheme on fucking BreadTube, where, you know, they, they come up with this crazy fascist. See, that's the thing with the liberal fucking, this, this, um, one of their numerous, uh, psychological operations they've been doing the past years is tricking everybody into thinking, especially with Trump and everything post-2016, you know, tricking everybody into thinking that fascism is on the rise and that that's a fucking problem today in America and the alt-right and, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're brainwashing your kids on YouTube and shit. And, um, you know, all these people on BreadTube make their money through Patreon through these individuals, you know, consuming and watching their, their content. And they honestly like believe, you know, uh, that they're, that they're helping, you know, they're, that, that they're helping the, uh, you know, fight fascism or whatever, you know, but it's, it's just crazy too, because, you know, obviously I don't really think subscribing to anybody's Patreon is going to help bring about the communist revolution or whatever. But I think this fucking, the podcast shit right now is way more fucking useful and 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 and, uh and more of a thing like being able to just have conversations with people unrestricted and unregulated is i think people should be supporting that you know i you know uh there's this whole joke about you know subscribe to the patreon or whatever but podcasts you really should support podcasts you listen listen to and it really is too like not that much to become a like five hour patron of your a few of your favorite podcasts you know it really fucking helps i like to i like podcasting as a format a lot and i really get a kick out of it like i really enjoy doing my podcast i still make videos though and i really enjoy the freedom that the visual medium gives one as well and like especially the more i've sort of moved away from the old uh bread tube video essay kind of style the more sort of creative fulfilling it is and uh -huh. I'm kind of working to sort of push what I can do with YouTube as like a medium as well because I feel like you know the dissident position is so underrepresented on YouTube you really on YouTube you have like bog standard like oh my god the fucking bullshit. the surfs <laughs> yeah you have like bog, bog standard, I used to be like, friends with them man that's so funny yeah they're like horrible i don't like them at all they're horrible they have, like, yeah they're terrible um they're, so you either have like bog standard like bullshit like <laughs> rad lib stuff like that on youtube like bread tube stuff or you have like bog standard right wing like 
Yeah, no, I'm so glad we have you. Uh, like, because when I look at the bread soup world, oh my god! Like, I, I think if there are any, is anyone out there, you know, uh, they're not very big or, or making any waves at all. Like, you're literally one of the, the only person I can think of who comes from the bread tube fucking world you know milieu or whatever and it's cool spectrus as well oh yeah 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 Yeah. spectrus is great Um, yeah no yeah i'm actually me and her are the only two really outside of the bread tube world who are sort of representing the dissident perspectives on youtube is she still making videos and shit which is really funny um we both emerged from that uh when back in our like shit lib like 23 year old idiot days or whatever <laughs> like we were like on the bread tube train and then we sort of came out of it and have kind of done a revamp and evolution of everything but yeah she's great and she's yeah i think she told I... me that you guys used to hang out actually oh no yeah we're mates we're mates no shit that's so yeah, cool we're mates we're good mates um what was i saying yeah uh she yeah she's the only one who else who i can think of who's like actually worth a, sh- a damn on youtube everyone else isn't someone who I like really engage with or think that their work is particularly like novel or interesting. Well, what about Peter? Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to go into Peter at the moment. Like, that's I don't, whole, okay. Okay. The whole other I don't issue. really know even what any of the drama is, if there is any. <laughs> it's not really like anything that's like worth writing a home about. There's no real drama on my end. There seems to be drama on, on uh, Peter's end, but like any drama that there was has long since lost any relevance for me. Um, But yeah, it was just like, you know, differences in approach and uh, opinion and, you know, couldn't really handle that and like kind of threw it a a huge hissy fit. Um, But yeah, it's been part of And that's why he's doing his own shit now? Yeah, it's really, I don't know. I mean, I wish him all the best of luck in that sense, like, you know, good on him. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like, it's like, a, it was like a silly thing and like, you know, differences in like perspective and like approach, but like, I guess like he felt injured by the fact that I had different of perspective and like approach. And, you know, I've been, I'd been working with him for like many years. And yeah. Fucking, uh, I remember your guys like vampire castle video. Yeah. Yo, I've been working for him for many years. But that's some OG shit right there. Real heads. Yeah. But it got, I, I got tired. Of, like, um, <laughs> I got tired of like trying to push him to be more adventurous in terms of what he was willing to explore and like, I, I, you can't get away with just saying neoliberalism at <laughs> <you know>? like <laughs> well that's all i'm gonna say on that that's all i'm gonna okay, say on okay 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 yeah we didn't even have to get into it at all but you know it's it all um yeah i mean i was watching some of your video i was watching uh how va- how validation ruined your life uh narcissism and, and social justice uh oh yeah yeah and uh like you know there's like 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 one of the notes i took from there like what i just thought was so true and really like speaks to like because there's just such this meme with like you know the uh the, there's like the working class people and you know there's the political world which is all shit lib you know bourgeoisie ideology and um regular working people are totally not involved 
or care about like validation, you know, and like poor people aren't running around talking about validation and, and their identities mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and uh, it's like they, you know, they don't have the time or whatever, or, you know, uh, they just don't come from that culture, you know, maybe it's a cultural thing, but um, you know, that meme where it's like, it's like uh, workers of the world unite or like workers come join us. And it's like the, the cartoon, you know, drawings of like, like leftist looking people or whatever. If you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's kind of a huge part of the, uh, of kind of like the dissident left shit is, uh, and like the kind of anti-left shit is kind of this idea that like, working class people are completely not involved in this whole universe that you guys have created about around like validation and uh you know all these rules and and crazy horseshit but um i just thought that was like a really interesting point um because it really just encapsulates totally like really the problem with like this bourgeoisie fucking liberal ideology today and how that has became like the mainstream fucking ideology and hmm. even the fucking right is so like scared of every and like so like they're so like uh willing to like be cool and and and, and act cool because you know they're 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 already thinking in in their mind that you know you that you look at them as like a fascist or whatever just because mm-hmm. they they're like a conservative mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the liberal the liberal kind of fucking uh ideology today how it became so mainstream you know and fucking uh you know see that's the thing too we get i get in arguments and shit because some of my you know sometimes we do see you know we'll get on the instagram or whatever in our our, our meme page where you know our, our podcast page on instagram and we'll see like you know people on there and there are like these kind of working class kids you know they're not fucking these new york elite fuck media elite kids you know they have parents that are involved in all this bullshit or whatever but uh, they have, like, all the flag. They have, like, you know, uh, their pronouns in their bio and shit like that. Um, you know, and they're not super, they're not, like, rich. You know, they're not too rich. So that's what was scary was me and my friend were like, fuck, dude. Like, this he, him, like, uh, they, them pronouns, uh, liberal bourgeoisie ideology shit is even seeping into, like, people we know in real life. Mm-hmm. Putting pronouns in their bio and shit. It's fucking scary, but... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have to do it for, like, their jobs now and stuff. No way. Yeah, in the UK as well, like, you know. No fucking way. There is, there, I, I mean, maybe some media job where you're, like, I mean, see, that's this thing with me, like, when you, when I, when I think about, like, fucking, like, the South, which is really where a lot of my people are from, and, like, we're, like, middle America and shit, we totally, like, you know, most jobs, you know, you don't even need a Twitter, you know yeah. like they're, it's like physical labor poor people jobs yeah um it's hard for me to fucking imagine a job making you put your pronouns in your bio that's some funny shit yeah like it's like media jobs and stuff and like all this other they can put like subtle pressure on you like i have a couple of friends who like work in the media or different like media fields and that like have had have been like sort of subtly coerced by their jobs to like put their pronouns in their bio basically um it's like we it's highly like, advise you to put your pronouns in your bio. Yeah, it's like a very sort of. It's like it's almost shocking. It's almost shocking. Like, <laughs> but then again, am I surprised? It, it's like where we're at right now. But yeah, like a lot of it is like 
in that, that video specifically was sort of a summation of the um, kind of anti-social mode that I had like observed on the left. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was kind of partly inspired after having read Christopher Lash's Culture of Narcissism to kind of marry that critique to the observations that I had, you know, made while operating in this sort of space. And I wanted to kind of dig specifically into the issue of identity politics and how identity has this like deep narcissistic kind of significance on the left because it kind of like, it normally operates as like a narcissistic facade a grandiose facade to conceal a lot of like deep psychological issues. And I think the reason why they get so defensive around these notions of identity is because they know that if you dig past the narcissistic facade, you get closer to those like deep seated psychological issues that they're like avoiding by taking on these, um, these sort of identities in this kind of religious, almost cult-like sense, you know? It's, and yeah. yeah, a lot of these people are people who are like in pain or they're like bereft of any kind of like charm or personality. They don't have great social skills. They probably, you know, didn't have very good parents. Like, and <laughs> they just sort of see this, this kind of like, identity like making this faustian bargain with like progressive capitalism is is their way of trying to sort of fill the gaping void that exists within them and a lot of them take it on because they also understand that like it provides them with you know institutional perks um and it doesn't provide everybody with institutional perks but like people who are, come from like the bourgeois are usually the ones who can use identity or weaponize their identity to get institutional perks. And a lot of like the people who do that, who are not in the upper echelons, feel resentful towards the people who are able to do that because they're upset that they're not capable of doing that themselves. Um, it's, it's such a clusterfuck and it's like really sad to witness because, you know, the ontological significance that identity has taken on is really concealing a lot of like dysfunction and like pathology that we're also just supposed to pretend that we don't see because that's the polite thing to do you know right yeah um matt taibbi has it reminds me of this really good piece matt taibbi has about um it's uh, on white fragility he like reviewed white fragility and the yeah, the book and um and it was just, you know, about how, like, the fucking critical race theory stuff is so cult-like. And even this, the liberal me, the liberal bullshit in general, the, the, the social progressivism, uh, the kind of validation, you know, the social justice bullshit, um, it's all so cult-like. You know, canceling people, oh my god, man, you know, the canceling shit, um, that shit is like crazy crazy cult-like and you know even thing with identity like you're saying it's so like ontological it's, it's ontological and you know that's the thing with like with cults and, and how ideology works is like you know you um you know you they do like these fucking ritualistic things you know that are not material you know that are they're more of like on a on like an ideological level or an ontological level 
you know, and that's what makes me start fucking thinking about the Alex Jones and, and the fucking Colts and the elites and shit. Some of this shit re- legitly makes me think it, it makes me believe in Satanism. I mean, like, no yeah. joke. Yeah, hang on. Did I cut out for a second there? Could you just say the last thing again? Oh, fucking, um, I don't know. I was just saying, uh, some of this shit makes me, um, you know, I was talking about, like, how the fucking the critical race theory shit is so, like, cult-like. And then, yeah. you know, in the, the the you know, the the liberal ideology, you know, mainstream, how it's mainstream today with the social justice and the canceling and the canceling and shit and how it's so, yeah. you know, cult-like. And it makes me believe in, like, you know, how Alex Jones talks about how, like, there are these cults that run the world, you know what I mean? And they, like, sacrifice babies and shit. It, some of this shit... You know, when I see some of this, so when I see some of this fucking, you know, uh, crazy gender ideology shit, it literally makes me believe in Satanism. That Satanism is actually <laughs> real, and these well, motherfuckers are out to get us. <laughs> That's the thing. Like the Faustian bargain has now become real because of the internet, <laughs> and and like there, the opportunity to sell your soul is like available around every corner. You know, now you can sell your integrity you can sell your sense of idea ideology you can sell whatever it is in order to gain attention and access you can and, sell your fucking bot pictures of yourself yeah, you, you know only fans yes yes you see that's the thing fans you can sell you're you're incentivized to make the faustian bargain um every time you log on like it's a choice it's almost like a binary choice between like remaining in your integrity or doing things that you know will bring you like more attention right more notoriety or bring you more um social capital or bring you more validation and all of these different narcissistic desires within us are constantly stirred and like titillated by the environments that we're in and you know people go towards what feels pleasurable for them you know so that's the reason why you see this kind of unholy kind of um this kind of unholy like paul casting itself across like you know our culture right yeah no yeah i mean it's neoliberalism made made it to where you know it is incentivizing you to sell or commoditize more and more of yourself yeah um you know and how it's like yeah oh my god it's just so funny like there's this this fucking meme where it's like a neoliberalism time or some shit in like the 1980s or some shit or like showed like workers it's so hard to fucking explain a meme that's so funny but it's like these workers it's like neoliberalism time and then it's like you know like 20 30 years later we have like only fans and fucking uh bill clinton and fucking all this or and all this shit and it's like um you know like only fans you know, like, it really does, you know, that's the thing, is people start to think it sounds, you know, like, uh, people like me that talk about this kind of shit, that we sound, like, a little conspiratorial when we say these things are connected, Mm -hmm. but I totally think these things are connected, and they're totally pushing these things culturally on purpose, you know, and, uh, like, the sex trafficking shit with OnlyFans and all that shit, I totally think there has to be something fucking going on, just technocratic crazy shit. It's because everything that the quote-unquote left does 
all, and all the co- sort of cultural demands that they make seem to always work in tandem with whatever the system is already doing. Exactly. So, as the economy worsens and like people are pushed into more and more precarious work, why why not push to normalize sex work to an entire generation of young women who are precarious and seeking roots of economic access? Like, you know, instead of like us facing the issues we have as a society, we just And this like, is all particularly post two thousand eight economic crash. Yeah. Like, but instead of like dealing with the issues we have in society, why not just continue to pose and drum up these neoliberal solutions while sort of covering them with a moral cover of like this radical social justice, like veneer or whatever. That's precisely what's happening. It doesn't necessarily have to be this huge conspiratorial thing. It's just like the system doing what is expedient for itself. And the left are basically like the foot soldiers for the system. (laughs) They're like the shock troops of progressive capitalism so yeah all of their cultural agenda is always working in lockstep well yeah you see i i agree i totally think that but no like when you start to say the fucking left is you know and the left is a whole fucking psyop and shit too you know and that 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 they're being used in this whole fucking conspiracy it you know that's the thing too is like what the fuck are people talking about you know we sound conspiratorial this this is a fucking conspiracy you know this shit is literally you know people are literally running pyramid schemes and shit and um but that's the idea too is that's what they that's what people you know always wonder is like are the elites really in a a smoky back room fucking planning only fans and shit like that and like you know uh you know uh planning it all out or do these things kind of just like happen naturally culturally wide wide scale i think that the the sort of patterns have been set in my opinion and i think that you know like i said like the left just sort of is like the generator of moral consent for whatever the system is already doing and the system is becoming more and more unhinged and monstrous as each year day week goes by and I feel like what the left does is sort of manufacture consent, manufacture moral cover for whatever progressive capitalism is like already doing, um, you know, which is why I think there seems to be like a congruity and like unity between what we see unfolding and like the agenda of the left, uh, the cultural agenda of the left. But, you know, I, that's my speculation, you know, anything else could be true, but that's just kind of how I see it. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, and it, I, I think it totally makes sense, too. I mean, when you look at a lot of the people that are successful, uh, you know, and let's say in the BreadTube world, um, you know, it's it's people like Vosh. Vosh is kicking ass right now, actually. He's been. He's been really fucking kicking ass. Um, but he totally is like, you know, the porno brain. Like, he culturally embodies this idea of like the neoliberal subject like like fucking you know uh like discord fucking weirdo like gamer content yeah. creator totally atomized and like you know thinks about horse dicks on his own oh my god what the fuck see that's why we don't have a discord it's just because <laughs> we don't even want anyone else in there saying crazy shit 
associated with us. That is so that's fucking like thing, funny. That's the thing that he is sort of the perfect neoliberal subject. And like I said, what they're there to do is manufacture consent. For yeah, no, Vosh is the ultimate leftist. Yeah, <laughs> Vosh is the ultimate leftist. Yes, the vote for Biden, Vosh. Like he, he basically, because I remember on, he called me out in like one of his streams and he was like, Angie's oh, no not shit. a real leftist. He was like, Angie Speaks isn't a real leftist. And actually that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because I really Wow. when was this i know i'm not like you can have it like fuck you like you can have it like yeah i'm not like fuck you like i'm not even part of the left fuck that yeah if, if, if being a leftist means like what you do just constantly then i'm not a leftist for what the system does and i don't want anything to fucking you do don't with want that anything shit. to do with it right exactly no, fuck you like you can fucking have it like when did he life. call you out on his stream when was this Huh? When did he call you out on his stream? You said? It was like last year at some point. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like it was like really funny because he was like, "Oh, she's a class reductionist or whatever." Oh class. my god, this shit! And no, like, can you believe that that was a year ago? Yeah. With this Vos shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. It's like it's silly or whatever. Of course, he's gonna soar to the top of the hierarchy because oh he's doing my exactly god, yeah, what you're incentivized to do, like to a T. Like he's doing it unabashedly, unashamedly. So unashamedly, yes, like yeah. no shame in his game. But he's going, he's doing it unabashedly and unashamedly, and he's doing exactly what he's incentivized to do, and it will yield a lot of like material like benefit from him. But I don't think it's gonna yield much fulfillment or happiness in the long run. Because now he's totally dead locked to that demographic. And oh that my demographic god, I couldn't imagine being a streamer worst. either. That must yeah. be so retarded. They're, Jesus they're like Christ. the worst, most unhinged demographic. They're the worst people. Yeah. Like they're the Hassan, worst. Hassan Biker. That and they're always, they always have their like knives out to like knife whoever once they that person. Well, dude, knows, their their whole thing is like they're they're they run their 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 shit off like conflict and you know like beef yeah. and debates yeah. you know their whole thing the whole streaming guys the, the debate yeah. bro culture shit you know it's, yeah but that that's like such a contentious thing and it, it's only it only has so much that it can offer in that sense but he's like but he's like arm in arm lockstep in with the um most unhinged demographics so it's going to be interesting to see how he navigates that and the coming years <laughs> um, yes, good luck to him. Be. i wish him the best <laughs> i wish him the best as, yeah. as say. <laughs> um but yeah other than that, it's not really something that i think about like i try to like avoid like the whole bread tube thing and like i try not to pay too much attention to it because it's it's, it's like kind of over with now don't you think you know like i remember it was getting a lot of um I think that, you know, just the word bread tube, I think was getting like, you know, articles written about it and shit, you yeah. know, uh, I think that kind of died down a little bit of the bread tube craze. Yeah, it's dead, especially now that Trump is no longer in office. Right, yeah. Nothing to scaremonger about. Nothing anymore. to scaremonger about. Holy yeah. shit, that is so fucking real. You can yeah, really- Yeah, nothing to scaremonger about. Like, you know, Richard Spencer voted for Biden. Oh my uh, fucking God. Like, <laughs> they've got nothing to scare. about. Me and my friend about. were just talking about that, man. And it's like, what the fuck? Like- yeah. They have nothing to scaremonger about. They've got, they're like desperately searching for some new specter to chase, which yeah. is why they tried to sort of drum up the whole post-left thing. But then when they realized that 
the, that none of the people who they label as actually have anything in common. Mm. They realized it would look incoherent to make into a specter. So they kind of backed off. Um, but I think they're still going to try to find a way to like attempt to bait people into like, you know, these silly, like useless struggle sessions with them. And I hope that people in, are smart enough to not take the bait. Because <laughs> um, the more, the, the, like this sort of thing, the only way that you can really, you know, deal with it, it's like when you're dealing with a narcissist, like the only way you win is by not playing, which is oh, why I think right. a lot of people who are on the dissident side don't realize they think that that by playing that it could give them a chance to sort of nullify these sort of cultural and discourse excesses of like these people but really and truly the only way you can really win is by not playing because these people don't they're not interested in like the excavation of ideas or you know principled and yeah or rules or principles yeah they're not they're not worried no, about playing by the rules like you know high, high drama spectacles you can't win with these media people, posturing yeah. so like the only way that you can really win is by not playing not playing exactly yeah. you know that's why people fucking hated us um well really our main page like we have a main page that we promote podcasts with you know with instagram and shit so you know that kind of you know got you know a good amount of attention and uh we got pretty like incorporated into the mix pretty quickly or whatever but um uh god damn what was i saying um something about this fucking oh yeah yeah that was yeah that was like two man it's just we didn't play by their rules you know like we said what we wanted to say we uh you know we just didn't we didn't we didn't play by the rules and you know they they'll come for you you know if yeah. you don't play by the rules they will come for you yeah you know uh and another thing too i mean is if you're making any money you know you have your pot your patreon linked or whatever they really look at that as like an excuse that like to really fuck with you too mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're you know profitizing off all this you know shit mm-hmm. in what way do you mean um in what in, in what ways what like in what way try to fuck with you if you're oh your podcast um okay well uh what ways do they fuck with you well i mean fucking they get like group chats and they try to fucking you know get your shit get your account shadow banned also getting group chats and they will go down your following list and message people crazy shit you know i bet i have some oh yeah some... that's happened to me I, yes I, yeah. i've had yes. even worse shit i've been doxxed and like hacked and like i haven't I, been hacked, my patreon thank was hacked god as well, and, oh like, your patreon what say that again you said your patreon got hacked no my paypal oh fuck and that was like back when i was like a tiny baby bread tuber and i didn't wow work like they and i wasn't I didn't like it was like the, it was like a someone who was a patreon of mine got accused of some shit like 10 years ago and then they decided because i didn't immediately drop them as a patreon that i was like doing rape apologia so there was right. this, like, huge campaign that was like launched against me and like i was like fucking bombarded and like hacked and th- it was crazy it was wow. insane 
like the shit that was going on and yeah i've had i've had, they, they they are very coordinated and very i know these fucking people are sick they're obsessed yeah they're really really sick and like obsessive but the, the thing is the further away you are from it the less it matters to you see and that's the, the thing they the see me not be phased about it and that probably pissed him off so much worse yeah, it does and especially the fact that i'm still standing as well and that i'm still here Oh and yeah, they, they 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 you know what they told me? Like I remember they literally like you know they're like anonymous too. You know they'll come and like fuck with you and message you and crazy scary shit sometimes too. Send you pictures of your house of like houses and shit, scary fucking shit. These people, but uh you know like they'll find your shit on Google Maps or some shit anyway. But um you know I, I've had these people message me and just say, look, you know we just want you to delete your account. We just want you to not be in our space anymore, and we'll stop like harassing you and harassing That's your friends. Crazy yes scary fucking shit and i'm pretty sure i have no idea who any of these people are in real life it's just anti-social people who are fucking weirdo people yeah yeah weirdo anti-social people who are using like social justice as a vehicle for their anti-social impulses um i've experienced it as well and it's not pleasant when you run into like anti-social people who make it their business to make your life hell uh, but like I said, the further you are away from it, the less it matters. And like, they can't do anything to me now, which is like the, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. Like they've canceled me. Yeah, people right. Have followed me. People have, people have taken away their patronage. People have yes, like fucking we, These people will, will get people to unfollow us on instagram they will they will get they will they will message people and say hey you're following like a white supremacist you know uh yeah they do that they do their little yeah and and they will they will they will literally get people to unfollow you it's fucking hilarious do you know who uh hunter gex is yeah the group well laura les you know the one out of the two of the fucking hunter gex fucking she used to follow us and these people got harassed this fucking girl enough to unfollow us Oh my they, God. they would harass and, and at her and shit all the time and say like that I'm transphobic or because she's trans or some shit. I don't fucking know. But, um, you know, they're, I, I'm, you know, I'm obviously not fucking transphobic. We have fucking, you know, there's fans of the show that are fucking trans, like whatever, you know. And but anyway, they harassed this fucking girl enough in which she, they finally got her to unfollow us. Wow. Yeah. Crazy it's happened shit. to me. It's happened to me as well. Like they go, they'd start their little whisper campaign. They start putting pressure on people with force you to cancel otherwise you get canceled it's like the cancel or be canceled thing yeah because you know just if 10 people get together and they make multiple you know fake accounts it can look like a lot of people are are messaging you yeah but it's stupid though because like they really have no power beyond the noise that they're able to generate and they get they're so upset that people like us are allowed to exist so like we just have to keep busting their balls and especially now, there's like very little to lose for me, for for me at this point. So I can do pretty much whatever the fuck I want. That's the and real I say freedom. Pretty much yeah. whatever the fuck I want as well. And I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that it upsets them. <laughs> I yes. love the fact that it agitates their demons. It's supposed to. Um, and then really fuck all that they can do about it, except like whine and cry and bitch and moan and complain. Um, but really and truly, like, I try to focus my energies, like, on what I enjoy and, like, my work and the stuff that I think is important to put out in the world. So I don't spend too much time, like, thinking about these people. Um, I don't let them take up unnecessary, like, space in my head. Um, but at the same time, whenever they do decide to kick off or, like, throw tantrums 
it's just funny to me now <laughs> and it always it's, ends up increasing my um my reach at the end of the day like the more they scream of and course they make they you scream. famous yeah the more they make you famous so it's like you know whatever because <laughs> they're so powerless you know um you know they fucking they have to you know they have to get off somehow you know with mm -hmm. some little form of power that they have you know um but uh you know like amy even said um you know she was like uh on one of some episode i was listening to her on she was like you know what these people are particularly mad at people like us because they kind of like deep down inside want to say these things we're saying they want to be cool they want to be like fucking dissident you know it's cool to be counterculture and not go against you know like so, but that's yeah. the thing is they're just so, they're scared to do it, you know, yeah. so they won't do it. So if they see you doing it, you know, they're, they're going to fucking, you know, be upset because they can't do it. They're too scared to do it. Yeah. They're resentful. They're resentful that we live happier and more honest and more fulfilling lives than they ever could hope to. Um, and like, that's, that's their fault. They made their beds. I know? couldn't imagine being just a little crazy, obsessed, angry person on the internet. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, that sounds Life miserable. Life is too short, and there's too much weed to smoke, and there's too much beer to drink, and there's too much, like, fun things to do out in the world to be, like, brittle and agile. Fellow weed smoker on the pod. <laughs> and he speaks yeah. out, of her, out of herself as a pot smoker. Yeah, why not? Why Exposed. not? <laughs> Suicidal bars, full of fear and a filthy dream about splitting your bitch.